Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Narc. What's going on? I actually don't have a lot of time right now, and I don't even feel like this is the time to be doing this, but I'm getting this message from a lot of you, and so I just feel like in the best interest of helping everybody, instead of having to send like 10,000 individual messages, since it all seems to be about the same thing, let's just get into it, and we can get back on our schedule and what we're talking about, water crystals and We'll talk about Dr. Wilhelm Reich. I recorded half of that seg- um, episode yesterday. We'll talk about all that. We'll get there. But in the meantime, you guys feel ghosted, huh? People not returning your calls. People not getting back to you in one way or another, right? Either it's a guy, girl, whomever that you want to speak to, or it's a job, or it's a boss, or it's a prospect or it's a project it just seems like it's not moving okay well first of all i'm just getting some water i suggest you do the same because this is going to be a read (laughs) this is what we're going to start calling the read clinic let's do this every so often one second please drink something Good. Oh, that was so nice. You know, it's so funny when you um, do the water crystal thing. The water is sweeter. And that just blows my mind every time. Legit, the water is sweeter. Whoa. Wows. Mind blown. Okay. So you feel ignored. You feel like people aren't getting back to you. You feel like things are stuck. What is going on? Please help me. I feel so out of it. I feel so lost. Um, yeah, that's fixed air. Remember what I said about being in a submarine? The thing about being in a submarine is that you have a specific amount of air, right? And when you start to run out of air, it's, um, how do you say, unpleasant. (laughs) How do you say, get me the fuck out of here? (laughs) Uh, I can't fucking breathe. Are things going to move or not? Like, there's no air in the room. Legit, like I'm talking about it right now, and that's exactly how it feels in here right now. Like asthmatics this time of year, you'll notice, get very worked up. People who have allergies get very worked up because it's this dry, like good-for-nothing type wind. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Don't get me started on the weather this time of year. Um, But, yes. The reason things are stuck, remember, everything is fractal, okay? I'm not going to read you. That's not what the read clinics are going to be. This is going to be us reading other people. And I have some stories. Oh, my God. The fucking filth? Hold on. Let's get to it in pieces. So, if you're feeling all of those tings, well, fine. Well, good. Because that's the end, you know, that's as Aquarius season is taking its bows, That's how it feels like, okay, (laughs) you need to open the door or the window or something because like I can't breathe, right? So there is that. Now, one of the ways this irritation, frustration, stagnation manifests itself is people not getting back to you, you feeling like you're being ghosted. Things in terms of romantic relationships not moving forward. 
Um, It also manifests as anxiety and looping when it comes to love or whoever, you know, when it comes to love, when it comes to attraction, right? I'm trying to use very like gender friendly, neutral terms here because I respect that whole thing. Whatever you're, whatever you are and whoever you like, that's what we're talking about. Cool? Good. And I'm not saying that to be dismissive. Like I'm with it. I'm with all of it. You don't even want to know how I define myself. Actually, that's, yeah, I don't define myself. Maybe that's the secret all along. Um, yeah, that trip to Jamaica was so fun. Um, geez, man. Silas Ivan really has a way of opening the mind like nothing else can. And you know, they say that fungi might actually be aliens from another planet. Wouldn't doubt it. Not for a second. I'm actually going to drink this water because it's so heavily charged and I don't want it to sit and pick up any, uh, as my mother would say, energies. (laughs) Energies. Fantastic. Mm, ah, Yums. How about I bring some charged water to the satsangs and you can all have it there. Is that too culty? <laughs> we have to be careful. <laughs> what if I was like, what if I was like, how about I guys, I bring you guys a bunch of charged Kool-Aid? And you can, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> this is getting strange now. So now if you feel ghosted by somebody that you're attracted to or you thought you had a thing with or you're in love with or whatever it is, okay? I'm going to tell you a story that's going to make you never worry about that again. And if you're having like looping anxiety around like seeing someone going on dates, you're nervous, all of that. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you, I'm going to tell you a story that's going to make you never nervous to go on dates again. Okay, check this out. So (laughs) remember this piece of shit that we've talked about before? So when I first met him, I met this girl who literally my first thought was that she looked like a tree stump. Like she actually physically, you know how people physically resemble things? No, stop. (laughs) No, stop. I'm serious. I didn't even know her. And I was just like, oh, that is like the most human representation of a tree stump I've ever seen. Like, wow. Um, And I was kind of blown away by the similarity, to be honest. So that was like my first impression, right? Um, Yeah, just like the remnants of a tree trunk is what it looked like. And then, you know those girls that like don't really understand makeup? And I'm not gigging on you if you don't understand makeup. Like you don't do contour and the baking and uh ah. I'm not saying that. But you know those girls that only wear foundation and concealer and nothing else? And they swear they're cute. And you're like, where's the rest of your face? Like, where are your eyebrows? Where are your lashes? Where are your, where's your fucking lash line? Like, what on earth are you doing? Because you look like you just like, you know how like you have to answer the door when you're getting ready and you only your concealer is done or whatever. Imagine if you walked out the door like that, (laughs) like boo, Casper the ghost like that. So I was like, oh my, (laughs) like 
here comes this Casper the Ghost tree trunk. Like, what on earth is this now? Like, I was very confused, nah? So, fine. Uh, to to say that I was <laughs> in any way, like, uh, threatened, intimidated, is just, it's like a joke. Because there's, like, I have this weird thing that I do because I wasn't raised around Desis, right? So... I wasn't raised around, basically there was one family in our neighborhood and there was that Indian woman uh, who wrote like, who writes uh, cookbooks, you know, that woman. Um, and she was on Charlie Rose once, God rest his soul. I know he's not dead, but <laughs> um, uh, she once said on his show, and I, I loved his show, um, can't he do them from prison or something? No. Um, I know that's really fucked up, but like, can't, can't, can't he do something with that ability that he has? Aside from like, come on to young intern. Oh, it's so gross. Never mind. Throw them away. Throw them away. Um, so she said on that throwaway idiots show once, which is essentially the first version of podcasting, I think. Ah, yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Um, so I've been watching him since I was a kid. You know, because I wasn't allowed to watch anything except PBS. Nice one. Um, so she said on his show that, oh, when I lived uptown, there was no Indians up there. There was just me and so-and-so. Ah, ha, 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 And it was just her and so-and-so and me and, you know, one other family. <laughs> um, so I didn't have, like I've said before, any concept of what, like, the different kinds of desis are. I learned all that after I met my sister-in-law, after like my brother married my sister or like met her and they were dating. Then I like met her and her friends and everyone. And then I realized from the way they were, because they're so Punjabi, um, and they're like, dude, you're Punjabi. And I was like, no, I know. And they're like, well, come on, like, let's initiate you in the ways, you know. Um, And then I started like seeing like the difference because I would get really confused. Like we'd go out places and the only family I've ever been around is either Rajput or Punjabi, right? And I don't go anywhere else where there's Desi people. My dad doesn't let me go, wouldn't let me go anywhere. Um, and there was that one family who was also Punjabi <laughs> who lived like two blocks away. And that was it. That was my entire exposure. And then um, Bollywood movies where most of the people in the movies look North Indian. They look Punjabi. So, okay, you know, all across the board, that's all I'm seeing. So then I start like going to Indian parties with my brother and his friends Oh my God. And I was like, wow, like, look at this, you know, the diversity, like, no, seriously, like, I'm not even trying to be a bitch. Like, I was very blown away by how many different types of thisies there were, because my upbringing, like I just explained, had been so inclusive and so sheltered and so like, isolated, really isolated, you know, that's the sun in the 12th house business, you know, it just it is the way, you know, it is the way it is. Um, so I got out into this Desi world and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, like there are so many different types of Desi people, like interesting. And then when I worked in this Desi industry, which happened because I was in a club with the Scorpio dancing and this guy came up to me and was like, oh my God, I love the way you dance. I'm doing a music video. I'm an artist from India and I'm doing a music video and I'd love for you to be in the video. And I was like... Yo, I was so heated. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, we're not supposed to see each other. 
right? Like, of course, everybody found out. It was like scandal and she's married and I can't believe it. And he's 19 and what are you doing? It was like a huge scandal. Um, everyone wanted to just have a scandal, you know? I gave them like, you know, Gemini's love giving people a scandal, you know? Like, okay, Jello, let's like, be, come on, do it, do it. Be, be, be shocked. You want to be shocked? Yeah, be shocked. What were you doing in the stairwell? Bitch, you know what was going on. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so it was scandal, you know, so we weren't supposed to see each other. So, you know, it was like mandated, you know, the, the, the family had spoken. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I somehow, I don't know how I did it, but I like got us at an Indian party together, which was like my dream, right? With like it's like my living fantasy, like that guy in the dark Indian music. Boom, done. What? What do you need? <laughs> Nothing. Go away, please. Um, so there we were. I don't know how. I, I remember being in the moment and thinking, how the fuck did I pull this off? Like I remember being aware in the moment, like how the fuck did like God was with me that night? I'll tell you that much because of everything that happened. I'll tell you, which doesn't even tie into the thing that I was going to tell you. Oh my God, how long is this going to be? Um, so I'm like in the moment I got him pushed up against a wall, of course, in like a dark corner, right? This is like life goals right here. Um, he's already like, I've already like somehow disposed of his shirt. So he's just wearing that like undershirt. Like, listen to me. Um, (laughs) I was like, yo, I remember thinking like, this is goals. Like this is life. Like this is nothing. It doesn't get better than this. Um, and as I was thinking, it doesn't get better than this. Like the perfect fucking song came on the perfect fucking song. And like to the point where we just looked at each other and we were like, oh shit. Like (laughs) what? Um, and it's funny, it was just one of those nights, like, it would be interesting to look at it astrologically. Um, it was just one of those nights, like, I just got everything I wanted. Like, I was just on that night, you know what I mean? Because I was just so happy, like, ah, like, anytime anyone is critical of me and how I feel about this person, I'm like, no, but you don't understand, like, I've been on cloud nine since 2000. Like, (laughs) what's the... What's the problem? Like, there's, like, a base-level euphoria that, like, just has never gone away. So, anyway, so that this is one of those moments that built that kind of, like, long-lasting euphoria. So, here we are, and the perfect song comes on. And this would always, this always happens. Like, we'll be around each other, and then all of a sudden, like, this song that we both know, that we both associate with each other, that we've always associated with each other, comes on. And he's always like, wait, did you do that? Did you, did you ask them? To-? And I'm like, no, I've been here with you. And I'm like, did you? And he's like, I've been here with you. Like, what? No. And it's always like this thing where we're like, oh, yeah, duh. (laughs) We're stupid. Um, Hi. I always do that. Like halfway through, like talking to him, all of a sudden I'll be like, hi. He's like, hey, what's up? You here now? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Oh, you got past the mean one? I don't know how you did it, but okay. Hey, what's up? Um... always a test always a trial always a tribulation well it's not fun otherwise um so i had him pushed up against the wall i'd somehow like (laughs) disposed of his shirt which he was like what are you doing and i was like no 
It's dark. No one can see. <laughs> the perfect song comes on. Some fucking Desi song. Actually, I know what song it is, but I don't want to share. Um, and I'm like, right in that moment, I'm like, good God, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God. And this fucking guy taps me on the shoulder. And he's like, excuse me, can I talk to you? I was like, no. <laughs> no, you fucking cannot talk to me. <laughs> you need to fucking go away, dude. Like, seriously, I looked at him. He, he look it, look it. Listen, I looked at him. This is this is the only thing. <laughs> this is the only estimation I could give you for how I must have looked. I looked at him and he stepped back. <laughs> like he he literally, <laughs> not the way the Kardashians use it. Literally, like for real. Literally, he actually took a step back and was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Listen, <laughs> no." <laughs> I was like, "Go away." <laughs> um. He was like, no, I'm an artist. Uh, 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 I, I, you know, I'm shooting a music band. And I was like, listen, like, I'm from New York City. You know, like, I, I live here. I'm not like a tourist or something. Go ask somebody else to be in your weird porn movie. Like, get the fuck out of here before I fuck you up. <laughs> um, and the guy was like, no, I'm really, you know, I'm really trying to say. And this dude, of course, fucking Batman, fucking Bruce Wayne in the shadows. All you see is like these white shoulders coming out of the dark, like, ooh. <laughs> um, he was like, yo, she said you should go. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> he's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd ever hit anybody, but he was like, you know, it's good at like, you know, good at like, yo. <laughs> and the guy was like, ooh, wow, what is this? What is this now? <laughs> All the tattoos, very scary, you know. So he was like, oh, sorry. And he left. Um, and then finally, like I'm back in my moment. I'm like, ha, ah, I'm in my moment. And, um, man, I enjoyed the moment for all of fucking like a minute. And then this fucking guy I know who's like this mixy mixy guy who's always in the mix, you know, in the Indian community and like in the entertainment, Indian entertainment community and all this fucking parties and promotion, all this business. Everyone was fucking there that night, which I don't understand because it was a Chinese food restaurant. So what were we all doing there anyway? Anyway, every fucking, every fucking person and their mother was there that night. And I was like trying to pick like an out of the way place. Like, yo, can you believe there's a Desi party at a Chinese food restaurant? Ain't nobody know we know going to be there. Come on, let's go. And fucking everybody was there. We're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, we're trying to get away from you people. So this fucking mixy mixy guy comes over and is like, Umber, what'd you do? He's like, what'd I do? Yo, go away. Like, can't you see what's happening right now? <laughs> like, my dreams are coming true. Go away. They're playing reggae on top of that. They're playing reggae. Like, fam, don't you, like, even like me? Like, if you even like me as a person, leave me alone. Um, that should be my motto. Actually, that's so cancer rising. If you even like me, leave me alone. <laughs> so he was like, no, Umber, that guy's like a, like a legit, like guy. Like he's a musician and he wants to make a music video and oh, he feels so sad. And you said he's making porn and he got so like, you know, mad or whatever. And I was like, oh shit. Like that guy's like for real or whatever. Anyway, that that encounter led to something that led to me meeting this guy who had this show that was on every Saturday that everyone like in the Desi community watched. And then I was on that. And then he was 
weird. And then, so I left. And then right after that, this other show called me and was like, yo, we have this slot right before that show. And we want to do just an hour of you fucking talking to people and like talking about shit and like, ah, 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 and it'll be desi stuff. And I was like, sure. Okay. Uh, so I did that. And so the whole time I was doing that, the only time, like, I was, like, interviewing Bollywood actors and, like, musicians and singers and people, like, they see people in the diaspora that had different kinds of businesses and, you know, just, like, people of interest in the South Asian community. But also, like, when the actors came here for their press junkets, we would go and, like, do reviews of the movies and then, you know, um, have, like, v- um, have, like, these nights where we would, like, um, like, you could come see me and the co-hosts and, like, we would... Yeah, I guess we didn't do anything except hang out in VIP and be obnoxious. But the VIP was, like, exposed so everyone could see where we were. And they just, like, paid to come there and, like, stand there and, like, party and drink. And we would just be up in the VIP. I mean, like, now I think about it and I'm like, that's, like, the most desi thing I can think of. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's so stupid. Um, No wonder. I was, like, I was so uncomfortable at those things that I would get, like, hella drunk. Like, yo, like, fucked up drunk. Um... There's a picture I've shown you guys on the live of, like, me and my little brother where he looks so beautiful, mashallah, and I just look fucked up because I was so fucking uncomfortable and I got so fucking drunk. Because um, it's like being in a fishbowl, you know? Like, everybody's, like, looking, like, looking at you. Um, but, like, you can't interact with them, which is, like, so whack. But also, like, I would go out down there on the dance floor and, like, interact with them, and then it was, like, whoa, that's really weird. You know, like, it was really weird because it was just, like, a bunch of, like, Indian guys. And I was like, okay, weird, you know? (laughs) Um, So even when I was in that milieu, um, I was mainly running into North Indians, mainly. And to be perfectly honest, the whole time I had that gig, which was like five or six years, um, I... I was so, like, fine with doing it, but so kind of like, yeah, this is bullshit, that I just, like, went out a lot, I partied a lot, I drank a lot, um, I don't know, like, I was just, like, bored, you know, I don't know, it was easy, everybody knew who I was, I could go anywhere I wanted, I don't know, it was, like, very nice, it was very privileged, mashallah, I had a great time doing it, I had a lot of fun, but I was also kind of, you know, I just didn't feel very fulfilled, um, And my personal life was just, like, so much drama, honey. So, you know, it was just, it was very uh, eventful, let's say. But even in that time period, I was mainly dealing with just North Indians. And because I was so kind of brain dead about everything, um, I didn't really notice anybody else, right? So I have these, like, classifications that I put Desi people in to make it easier for me because I just, I don't have any... Uh, referential. No, I'm not going to be fucked up. I'm just, I'm, I'm just prefacing it. So when I'm fucked up, it doesn't sound so fucked up. Um, I don't have a lot of referential basis to like, you know, sort people when they're desi because different kinds of desi people behave differently. And yes, that's stereotypical, but also there is a kernel of truth uh, to the different like um, characteristics we seem to have throughout the subcontinent, right? So um, I don't think any Punjabi would take it personally if you said that, for example, Punjabis have pretty uh, short tempers. I think that's broadly recognized as being true, right? Stuff like that. Um, So I began to put people in these categories as I met people who are from essentially 
different castes, uh, but also from different regions of the subcontinent. So all that is to say that I've realized that there are like certain people from certain parts that do certain things here in America. And that's how I qualify them, because that's what I know, because I've never been to India. I don't know anything about like uh, the different like states, you know, like I haven't like I- I'm not all like read up on India, you know, like I just it's just not I haven't. So I don't I ugh, I know I know I'm prefacing it. So when I'm fucked up, it doesn't sound so fucked up because I'm really trying to give you my thought process. So you don't just say like you don't just roll your eyes and be like, you're wrong. I know I'm being wrong, but I'm just explaining. I'm just showing you my work. So when I get to the end to the solution, you know how I got there. Okay, so it makes some kind of sense. So all that is to say that when I saw the um, half made up kabuki concealer tree stump, um, I was like, whoa, I know, I know what that is. Not not that, but like, I know where to classify that because there's like different types of desis who do different things here. Um, and she looked like, <laughs> she looked like the little aunties at Dunkin' Donuts. What? There's, I'm not being racist because there's like lots of different aunties. Like there's a bunch of Punjabi aunties that work at 99 cent stores. You know the Punjabi aunties. They're mad tall. They're mad light skinned. They got like long black hair. They got like two or three fucking nose rings. They got a bad fucking attitude, right? Everything they sound sounds like gray. They're like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> you know Punjabi aunties at the 99 cent store. They're not trying to hear it. They're like, put your pin in and go, ma'am. You know the Punjabi aunties. In the same way, there's like the little aunties that work at the Dunkin' Donuts store. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That, and I gave you all the <laughs> I gave you all the things, okay, to, to make that make sense. All right. So I see this kabuki tree stump, you know, America runs on Dunkin', like walking towards me. And I'm like, okay, like like this is a lot you know like wow hello and she was so deeply unattractive just like not my not my version again let's go to that hume definition of like there being some sort of a uh, an objective idea of of beauty right but at at its very essence we're talking about people who are like taking care of themselves at least at the very least they're wiping the concealer off their eyebrows so at least even if they don't want to fill their eyebrows in at least their eyebrows show from under the carnage do you understand what i'm saying do you understand what i'm but like just messy just messy you know like the lumpy tank top do you know, do you know, that's what I mean about like human tree stuff. Do you know the lumpy tank top? Do you know what that is? Like, you know how some people, even when they're not sitting, even when they're like standing up, it looks like they're sitting down. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. It's not about weight. It's about like, just like they're wearing something underneath. They're like underneath things aren't worth Like they just like a messy, messy, messy mess. Like, there's no... Like, style, ki baati. Like, there was... Oh, my God. Style? Like, we can't even put style... We shouldn't even say that word anymore in this conversation. Like, it's just... We're based the Lafaz ki based the It's like we're embarrassing the word, man. No, no, no. It, it, not that. It, we, that's very far from this conversation. Let's, <laughs> let's stick to the basics, huh? There was no style. But there wasn't even, like... If you're going to do... Listen... I like basic sometimes on a boat. I don't know. If we're just going on the boat just to go get drinks and then we're coming back, like, fine. I'll wear, like, a, 
J. Crew tank top and like a khaki something. I mean, I'm gonna judge it, you know? Like, I'm gonna give you like body and like heel. No, not heel, not on a bow. I mean, I'm gonna give you like perfect manicure, you know, beautiful feet, like body, you know? But like, but like, fine. I, I like, I don't, I don't mind basic. But it wasn't, it wasn't the basic. It was like, if I was doing that, at least you could still see that I have like lashes and eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like, like that I have some dimension to my face that I didn't just like dip my fucking face in a vat of foundation and like walk out the door. Like, oh, I'm a little bit lighter. So South Asians are going to think I'm pretty. Like, yo, bro, as South Asians, we need to stop doing this. Just buy the fucking color foundation of the fucking color you are. Please stop doing this. Please stop doing this. Like, it's really racist. Stop doing whiteface. I'm serious. Like, I'm not kidding with you. Stop doing whiteface. It's, re- it's, it's lame. Anyway, and I'm not just talking about, like, tree stump. Like, tree stump has so many problems, we're not even going to get into it. Like, we, I'm just talking, like, in general. Like, South Asians, we did, like, you see those beautiful, dark-skinned South Asian girls who are fucking killing it on Instagram? Like, we can all do that, fam. We're all basically that color. Like, come on, come on. And like, I think this is a very like 90s way of doing makeup. Like in the 90s, South Asian girls thought that like concealer was like, you know, the gift from the gods because finally like we can be as light skinned as everyone wanted us to be. I'm just keeping it real. You want to talk racism? Somebody texted me today and they were like, I know you don't want to talk about racism, but please do it. And I was like, all right. Um, But like, you know, in the 90s, it was like, oh concealer what's concealer let's rub it all over our faces and you know and then our parents will be like oh my god you look so well rested and white today um yeah but but like imagine if someone resembled a human tree stump and got stuck in that makeup era and then like when they buy their j crew tank top they don't realize that they need to buy something to wear under it because it's just like it's like a knotted tree stump, you know, with knots in it, you know, the gnarly. I don't know. I don't know. It was just really bad. Right. So I saw this coming and just like objectively very unattractive like being. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, and then this very unattractive being uh, openly disrespected me by handing this piece of shit something to drink. And he drank out of it. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. Um this deeply unattractive person is now oh wow okay um and then um some things transpired that i would rather not commit to a podcast um there was some carnage to be had i i i might have lost my temper a bit <clears throat> went outside of course called the scorpio of course. What did you think I was going to do? I was like, I need a jet. <laughs> I need a plane at O'Hare. <laughs> I had to leave Chicago now. <laughs> and this piece of shit is standing in front of me watching me talk and is like, what are you doing? And it's like, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> um... <clears throat> So that night, I saw what I saw, I felt what I felt, and I knew and I saw such a similarity in their mediocrity, like the inability to dress, right? Uncannily, they both had that. 
the inability to like get their hair under control both had that um this like incessant need to behave like white people and try to fit in with white people they both did it so I was like immediately I saw all of it and then when she handed him the drink I was like okay this is some territorial shit this is interesting okay I got you you know you you about you know you you looking for it but okay all right all right um and when I expressed this to him when he begged me not to leave and I expressed this to him he made me feel nuts And his argument was that that was his best friend's ex-girlfriend, his best friend that has done everything for him, his best friend that only broke up with the girl because she had to move across the country for work, so there was never anything wrong, his best friend who was constantly contemplating whether he should move across the country for her and if they should get married, and that I was being paranoid, crazy, Um, And that my intuition was off is basically what it comes down to. Now, I knew that it wasn't, but he was very, very compelling. Now, that incident became the fodder. That particular incident became the fodder for um, a lot of abuse in that relationship. Super, super abusive. And it always went back to that. Well, you even thought that I was like, you know like into that and I was like I I feel like you are into the human tree stump I feel I feel that it, I saw that you know um hey it's okay listen if you like that that's okay like I'm always that person who's going to support you you know like if I had a partner who came out as gay like I would be the one who'd be like that is fantastic <laughs> like are, what kind of guys do you like like do we do we have the same tasting guys tell me Like, I need to fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Are we going out together? What's the deal? Like, come on. You know? So I was like, listen, like, no judgment. Like, you know, same attract same. Like, what, like, go, you know, if that's, if that's it, then like, you should, you know, oh, are you crazy? Oh, that's so fucked up. Oh, you think I would ever do that to my friend? Oh, that's not even my type of girl. Oh, the reason me and my best friend can go out and bag girls together is because we've never had the same taste in body type. Her body type is the most unattractive to me like that you can be. That's why we can be friends because there's never going to be anything there. Ah, 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 ah. Aha, interesting. So I spent, and so it became fodder for conversations like, oh, I can't take you here. Remember what happened that time? Oh, I don't want to do this with you. Remember what happened that time? Oh, I don't want to introduce you to this person. Remember what you thought that one time? And it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. Now, I don't think I realized that unconsciously I've been carrying that around for all these years. But I think I've been letting it hedge me in because I believed him. Because I was like, oh my God, my instincts were so off. Like, duh, yeah. Like, she's a tree stump. Like, no, yeah, I, I was so wrong. Like, he's right. Who would be attracted? Like, God, like, good God, you know? Um, like, I was really off. Like, I must really, like, be bugging. And I've been walking around carrying that and really, I would say, editing my speech and my behavior, uh, the way I dress, the way I process things 
from that moment on because it made me doubt myself. I mean, let me put it, let me put it the way it really was. He insisted on me doubting myself and that became the basis of the relationship moving forward from that point because I knew I was right because I knew what I saw and I sensed what I sensed and I'm not, my senses aren't wrong. My intuition isn't wrong. Nobody's is. We're just not strong enough to listen to it. And I was strong enough to listen to it and I bugged the fuck out and I left and I was trying to fucking jet. Literally, I was trying to fucking jet and get the fuck away from the whole toxic, disgusting. Like, I am very um, good at, in Urdu, it's called Logon ko hal pechorna. Like, you do what you gotta do, man. And anybody and everybody, you do what the fuck you gotta do. Because let me tell you like this, I'm gonna do what I have to do. <laughs> I'm never gonna think about you unless you are my child. I'm not thinking about you before I think about myself. So you need to do what you need to do for yourself. Go do it. Always and forever, dude. <laughs> Go do it. But I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because you may not see it, but I already see what the fuck is going on here. Your mediocrity levels are like same, same. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't even notice that this bitch ain't got lashes and brows. Because you, you, you corny as fuck. Okay, good. Like, you need to do that. And I kept saying it that night while he's like literally on his knees begging me. Like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. I was like, yo, bro, like you got a nice setup here. Like, you need to fucking chill with this girl. Like, do what you got to do. Oh, no, that's my friend's ex and they just broke and I can't believe and uh, 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 and oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Now, why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because if you're fucking bugging out because some guy's not getting back to you or you're nervous about going on a date, listen to this. Listen to the level of fucking douchebaggery that guys are fucking capable of. That guy is now fucking dating that girl. Think about the level of grime. Think about the level of fucking grimy. You got to be to date your fucking best friend's ex-girlfriend. And someone the dude was like hella in love with. Yo, it was so gross. And as soon as soon as I found out, like everything started to fall into place. Everything, everything. He had gone out there to see her right after she broke up with a dude. And we had just met on the fly. Right. Right. Like, yo, I told my cousin, my cousin, obviously the Scorpio. And she was like, okay, but that's really fucking shitty on both their parts. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. She's like, yeah, that's dirty all around. Like, that's disgusting. I was like, yeah, that's true. Right. And she was like, yeah, like, it's not just him. Like, who's gross? Like, what the fuck is she doing? I was like, oh yeah, that's so true. So why do I tell you that story? One, because this is someone that's more up and down, that they had a certain type, they like a certain type of woman, would go out of his way to criticize women's body types because they weren't tall, thin, long-legged, big-breasted. Yeah. This is why I wanted to describe her in detail. This is a person who never stopped criticizing women who didn't look like that. Like when I tell you toxic, like sludge, like sludge that smells of like bourbon. And that girl is exactly the body type that he would gig on constantly to the point where I was like, um, that's fucked up. Like he was like, girls that look like that shouldn't wear leggings. And I remember thinking like girls that look like that or look like anything are not wearing leggings because you want them to or not want that. Like who the fuck are you and we would get into these like fights over like like, super sexist things like that that he would say but it was always like focused on being really 
mean and derisive. There was like this derisive, um, mean, you know, there was like, there was such a tinge to it of like cruelty almost like, ugh. There, there was a lot of ugh. And you don't know how many times it came out of my mouth. I was like, okay, you're just like happen to be genetically blessed to be like tall and thin and, you know, like, aren't you being a little, you know? And this girl is an example that he would bring up as being that body type, as someone who could quote unquote do better if they just could control like what was going on with them. And I was the one who was like, I, dude, I think that's her body type. Like, I don't think that that's something she can control. I think that's just how she's built. Like, that's like going to the like Dunkin' Donuts aunties and being like, I think you should be like six feet tall, you know, and like your thighs should be like sticks. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Do you want this coffee or no? (laughs) Because you're going to pay for it anyway, because I made it already. Um, Yeah, that person who up and down, up and down to every friend, everyone who found out what happened that night you know, after I lost my temper, all his friends asked me later, like, oh, what happened? And I was like, yo, that bitch is shady. Like that little tree stump is schemy. You know, like I saw it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm the type that I don't wait for like clue number two. You know what I'm saying? That's just not my fucking way. I, I fucking jump on clue number one. Mars and Venus in Aries. Like I'm not, I'm not waiting for clue number two. I saw what I saw and I was like, bitch, bitch like you will get hurt hurt you know like do you understand and every one of his friends that asked me was like yo what the fuck happened i was like because this little mixy bitch went and told everyone her side of the story but of course she's bad reputation for being a mixy bitch so everyone came to me and was like yo you seem pretty chill you seem actually a lot like a guy what the fuck happened and i told them and they were like no but you really think one of the girls was like oh absolutely i totally she is she's been scheming on him even when she was dating his best friend and I was like, you see, I get, I see, I peeped this bitch. Like I saw it. I was like, okay, I see you. But the running up and down, screaming at the top of his lungs that he did with his friends, that he did with his community, that he did with everyone being like, oh my God, what, how, Umber's being so crazy. There's nothing there. She's my friend. I'm allowed to have female friends. That's my best friend's girlfriend. How could I even da, 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 la, la, la. All those people, I'm sure when they were listening to this podcast, whenever they were listening to it, I've said lots of things on this podcast that I'm sure they've been like, oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. But I called this a long fucking time ago. And if I'm right about this, you better fucking be sure that I'm right about all of it. Like for real. Like for real, real. So... I tell you that story to explain something very important to you. It doesn't matter what you think they like or don't like. It doesn't even matter what they tell you they like or don't like. It doesn't matter what they fucking swear up and down they did or didn't do. These motherfuckers are just going to do what they want to do. Period. Point blank. No matter what they tell you, no matter what they say, no matter what, no matter. If they have dirt in their veins... They're going to go find somebody who has the equal amount of dirt. That's it. If you don't have that dirt in your veins, he or she or whomever is not vibing, you cannot wait on it. 
You cannot wait for some person to affirm your existence by sending you a text or a call. You cannot do this because that person probably, most likely, is completely full of shit. And it's telling you that they want one thing and they want to appear a certain way because they want that, you know, my fabulous life. But in reality, their mediocrity will find its level. And whoever is there on that level, that's what they will, that's what they will end up with. And so every time someone for any reason, a job, a person, a lover, whatever, feels like it's slipping away from you, you must understand that that thing must find its level. And your plateau and wherever they need to end up is very, very different. And if you are on your game and you're doing the right things and you're being, you know, conscious of your thoughts and aware of how you say things and where you go and what you do and what you eat and, you know, how you take care of your body and how you take care of your mind and your heart and the people around you that you love. If you're doing all that and if you're productive and you have things to do that you love on your own and you go places and you see things and, you know, you have this rich inner life, right? As well as, you know, solid connections with the people around you and 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 a, a propensity for celebrating just life and the moment. If you're doing all these things, which you should be doing all the time, regardless of what the fuck is going on, if you're doing all these things and somebody is pulling away from you out of that vortex of happiness, obviously that mediocrity has to find its level and you got to let it go. There is not a single person that knows that motherfucker that would ever have thought then when I said it that I was right because every single person that I told that story to of what happened that night was like, I get what you're saying and I'm not trying to doubt your instincts, but there is no way that a guy would ever want to be with her over you. And I was like, okay, I don't think you get it. Like, I don't even think this guy can believe that he's with me even, but I don't think he likes me. I would say it over and over again. I don't think he likes me. And I get why not now, because when you know you're mediocre, you can't be around somebody that you know isn't because it's just like constantly shining that light in your face of like, you need to do better, bro. Like, what is going on? Like, level up already. But when you're with someone that you find when you when you reach that level where your mediocrity is like defining you, anyone you meet there, you never have to look up to them. Actually, most of the time, and especially in this case that I've just described, you're looking down on them, right? And And so... Where do you want to be in that equation? You want to be the person that someone, you know, that's being their most base self can relate to? You want to be that? Or do you want to try to help someone out of that sludge? Because I'll tell you, I tried and that shit will fucking kill you. You'll drown in that sludge before you ever get anybody, anybody out. The trick of getting out of that, the, 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 when it slips off you and you can walk out of that place is when you do it, when you want to. But if you want to roll around in that sludge and mate in that sludge, ugh, you know people like this. You know people like this, this, these functional alcoholics that have these like little kids that have no identity and end up like being, you know, like just, ugh, never mind. We're not going down that rabbit hole to each his own, bro. The point is, if someone is pulling away from you 
and you are on your ting, you are doing all the tings, then you need to understand that that person is just searching for their level. And when they find it, they will find somebody who is safe for them there. And I'll tell you something, you need to let people find someone who's safe for them. You don't want to be with someone who's in the sludge, but is aware enough that they want to get out, but they can't get out on their own. Pretty boys are often like this. You got to be real careful with guys like this because they know they're in the shit, but they're not, I'm just going to say it, they're fucking lazy. They don't want to get out themselves. They want to use you to pull them out, but this is what they do. They're so pretty, right? The part of them that you can see above the sledge is so pretty that you're like, okay, okay. And you go and you extend your hand to them and they literally pull you in and use your body as a fucking flotation device to get out. And then you got to break yourself to get the fuck out of the sledge that you were never supposed to be in that you never put yourself in. That's why I'm saying if somebody's ghosting you, if somebody's not calling you back, if somebody's not texting you, you need to leave that person alone, especially if that person is in the muck and they know it and they happen to be good looking because they will ruin your fucking life. Don't fucking do it. And if someone you know is obviously everything I just described to you, that whole situation is all my fucking fault. Why are you with somebody who's obviously mediocre? What the fuck is going on with you? But I've already explained in a previous podcast that I was going through a divorce and I was just feeling like shit and ah, 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 people make mistakes, but fine. It taught me this. I could have never related to this before. I used to look at people before and go, my God, she's gorgeous. Why is she with that horrible man? Look at the way he treats her. Look at the way he talks to her. Look at the way he looks. Have you seen his face? Like, ugh. But then I was that woman, you know, because I fucking hated myself. And that little fucking tree stump, that little troll would like run around and I'd be like, oh my God. Like, actually, these two would be perfect together. I would think it all the time. Because they were so like weirdly basic in the same way, you know, like weirdly basic where you're like, do you actually enjoy playing beer pong five days a week? Like you're old, you know that, right? Like you, I I, I, I just, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I've spent more time at the Met than I have playing beer pong. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, I'm completely aware of how that sounds. It's supposed to sound that way. What in God's name are we doing? Can we, f- like, can we please? This is what I mean. Uh, uh, he took me to something once and I called my friend in Istanbul. She's like this fabulous actress in Istanbul. She's been famous since she was like 18. And I was like, darling, I went to a, I said, well, before I tell you where I went, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. I said, have you been to a baseball game ever? She said, oh God, no. And I was like, darling, I went to a baseball game yesterday. She goes, well, I suppose the only thing to ask is what did you wear? You know, this type of thing. Like, I, I was, like, completely amused by the baseball game. And just so you know, what I wore was a tiny, high-waisted pencil skirt, bandage denim pencil skirt, mini skirt, um, wedge heels. Don't judge me. It was four years ago. They were still in. And a sweatshirt that was pink lace see-through in the front panel, but it was a baseball sweatshirt nonetheless. Aha! Quite a hit in Chicago, I have to say. Anyway, um, it was just, uh, yeah, but so for me, it was just like a fashion moment, and then like 20 minutes into the game, I was like, can we like leave? (laughs) Can we like, um, can we, can we go? (laughs) Not, can we not stay here? 
Like, do you, do you see what I have on? Do you think, <laughs> isn't there something we could be doing aside from this? <laughs> like anything, can we do anything, but especially like something specific, like, wouldn't you rather do that than this, you know? And on the other hand, I would see all of these people when they were together, tree stump included, get really juiced, jacked, juiced about like every game, every sport, juiced, you know, wow, really, woo, you know, and I would just be like cringing in the corner, like, oh my, you know, and I was literally, I was literally, that's what my brain was saying over and over again, like, oh my, (laughs) this is, this is an interesting little enclave of, you know, of, of thisies here, like, what on earth are we doing? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and 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 surprisingly or not surprisingly they're so fucking racist that the nfl is still like a really big thing for indians which i don't really get like i don't get how we let 500 years of colonialism just slide off our back and now we just like think that we're superior to other people and act like we're white people it's so fucking disgusting and disturbing to me and 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 oh and that was the other thing about these people tree stump included especially they would say the most racist things about Muslims, and I'm Muslim. They would say the most racist things about black people. They would say the most racist things about white people. They would say, like, it was like non And these are people who are in positions of power in different industries. These are people who can decide if you get to go to the ER or you go to surgery or not. Like, and these people hate black people, hate Muslims, like on a level where I was like, what the, like it just got like it was like day by day incident by incident just got worse and worse and worse and worse to the point but i that i think there was like some sort of like malevolent curiosity in me towards the end like how bad can this actually get like how fucked up is this community cuz like that's that's why I, and i when i told my dad all this when i finally like told him everything that was going on he was like that's why i raised you guys up here everyone wanted us to move to fucking queens or jersey or whatever and i was like no cuz i know cuz he's like this is what happens He's like, they're just fucking small-minded, like, provincial villagers who just moved to fucking New York. But they have the same exact mentality, and they don't go outside of it, so they still think the same way. You know, of course, and then he gets in his bag. He's like, I was having my uh, suits and jackets and, and coats handmade in Yugoslavia, you know, in the 50s. I was traveling all over the world. I took your mom to Rome for eight days. You know, like, <laughs> he'd be on his, like, old money bougie shit, you know, Um so he can't even imagine, you know, because the military, the Rajput, they went everywhere. They they fought in World War One. They fought in World War Two. So his family has been out and abroad, living in Singapore, living in London, living there, living here, you know, everywhere, bringing home wives from here, wives from there, right? So like for them to to think uh, badly of a black person, to think badly of a white person, to think badly of anyone is you know just so close minded. Like warriors don't work that way, you know. Th- they would go all over the world. They had seen everything. Once you see, you can't pretend to be blind, no? Sorry, my kid was FaceTiming me. And then, right out of the blue, I got a message from a darling Venezuelan girl that I met in school who was actually the first girl in that super posh high school to be kind to me. And she was so nice to me like so nice to me. (laughs) I can't even go into it. (laughs) Um, And she just messaged me and I said, oh my God, I was just thinking about you yesterday. 
and how lovely you are. And she'd come up so much in my mind when I was in Miami because there's so many Venezuelans there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Obviously. <coughs> Light what you got. <coughs> yeah, the broken rib isn't helping. Um, So she just messaged me out of the blue, quote unquote, ah, the fractality of it all. And said, you must come to Paris. Actually, what she said is, you must escape and come to Paris as soon as possible. We need to see you. Ooh, ah, not an invitation one can turn down, really. And I was just thinking last week, you know, Paris has been calling my name for so long. And I've resisted so much because I just have had the most wonderful times there. And I don't like to taint the memory of a place, you know. I've had such magical times in Paris, just being, you know, 18 years old, haven't really fucking seen much, not like that. And then all of a sudden you're at every fucking show you're watching, like your legit husband walk in these fucking shows. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like it was amazing. So I've never felt the need to like try to recreate those moments, you know, but, um, just last week, I was thinking, ah, I want to go back to Paris. I want to go stay at the fancy fancy, you know? I want to go to the Café Saint-Germain and have the coffee in the cups that reveal the rosebuds painted inside as you get towards the bottom. I want to oh, I wanna stay at the fancy fancy little Pigalle Hotel. I know that's a contradiction in terms. And have the woman bring the croissant and the bread and the butter and the jam and the chocolate and the orange juice. Oh, my God. That's the other thing I think I avoid. The other reason I avoid Paris because it's just too easy to eat there. It's like everything is good. Um, So in the interim, before, uh, since we spoke last... (laughs) Since the last segment, I've spoken to my son who's informed me that he really needs AirPods and um, and this darling friend of mine who you guys are going to love uh, has said that I must now come to Paris. And it's the way she said it. You must escape to Paris as soon as possible. We must see you. So uh, we go to Paris then. We go to Paris for the weekend before the London satsang. I don't know if we'll have an event or not. Things seem revolutionary enough there, no? Um, But definitely long enough to do a little shopping, a little eating, a little drinking, a little commiserating and catching up. Take a few photos. uh, Put up a few stickers even. Mm -hmm. Yums. So getting back to what we were talking about... um, the reason I'm stressing that you really can't get worked up or nervous about any sort of significant other or attraction, the reason you should be completely and totally yourself is because ultimately, really, people only choose out of the pool they're comfortable with. Unless you're looking for someone who is in every way aspirational like you are, And you're constantly aware, whether it's that muck or another kind of muck, you're aware that there's always muck. And you're always figuring your way out of it, but you're never looking to another person to help you in that process. As long as you keep to that, 
you have no reason to ever be nervous. You have no reason to ever worry or take it personally when someone ghosts you because you have to understand that your vibration is repelling them. And as long as your vibration is repelling them, thank God for it and count your blessings because it means that the universe favors you enough to take care of you and apply apply the law of vibration to you. You know, it could throw you to the wind, but it doesn't. So every time something bumps up against you and moves away from you, realize it for what it actually is. That night, if I had actually gone with my gut and gotten on that plane and left like I should have instead of listening to him and getting roped back in with his begging and pleading and all this nonsense, this horribly abusive relationship wouldn't have happened at all. And I would have trusted my instincts and kept my intuition intact and I wouldn't have taken you know, three or four years to rebuild that and quite frankly, not even have it be completely rebuilt until finding out this last little piece of information and being able to say, wow, like talk about douchebag, huh? Like, wow, I wasn't just right. I was right, right. And then it, you know, all of a sudden it snapped like, whoa, you were right all along. And, and you were into some really cool things then. And everything I just stopped doing. Every road that I was pursuing, every, you know, advancement that I was making in terms of my consciousness, everything just came to a screeching halt uh, when I met this person. And slowly all these pieces have, you know, like a perfect Tetris game, have fallen into place. And as each one of these gunky layers like Tetris falls into place and then disappears, falls into place and disappears, what's emerging from underneath this is the person that I was those, you know, few years ago who in that moment, in that bar, knew exactly what the fuck time it was and that it was time to go. And now I find myself back in that space feeling like that person and realizing, much to my dismay, that there has been an enormous part of me that has been edited and locked up since that incident because somehow I bought into his bullshit. I bought into a narrative that was completely untrue and made me question the one that I knew was true based on my gut. And as soon as I started questioning my gut, there was, you know, you could talk me into anything because I'm not, I'm, you know, once you don't trust yourself anymore, the world becomes untrustworthy. Of course, if you were lying to yourself, what would, what would be the incentive for other people not to lie to you? You understand what I'm saying? So, um, what I find myself grappling with now is the onslaught, the rushing back of all the things that I was, all the things that I was interested in, that I have completely unconsciously not pursued and not gone into because I bought into this narrative of me being somehow uh, paranoid, suspicious, you know, flawed on this very, um, to me, sensitive level. Hey, you're fucking with my intuition, right? You're telling me that like this thing that it defines me is off, but it's never off. Like how, you know, it was just such a mind fuck, right? And to see the reality and the truth of the thing and to have it so plainly, clearly laid out and to have it be someone who is so obviously mediocre that this person went on and on about as being mediocre and then realizing that really he was talking about himself and it was just the reflective you know it's that thing where you see something in someone else that you hate because you you know you're it too right so all of this like very logical very healing very soothing very uh, boosting and and um 
self-esteem raising stuff inside has been going on with me. And it's been wonderful. And one of the things that's made me laugh and the thing that I've realized that I can never go back from now after this experience is that you really can't put anything past these motherfuckers. You can't. You really should not ever be fucking pressed if somebody's not calling you or not texting you. Because these, like, people out here are moving really dirty. And if you get an inkling about somebody, like, not being into you, honestly, you really need to leave them alone. You really need to leave them alone. Because there's somebody out there that they're going to vibe with completely because those two people are on the same level. You could not like it. You could wish that person wanted more for themselves. You could wish that they could see that they're more than they, you know, profess to be or that they should, you know, aim for higher. You can see all that. But people are still always going to rest at their level. You'll often see very, very, very good looking women who are single for long periods of time. And guys are like, I don't understand. You could get any guy you want, but she's looking for somebody on her level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, this happens with everyone. And so just like you would like to find somebody on your level, you have to understand that levels are different. It's not just about looks. It's not just about body type. It's not just about money. It's not just about a connection. It's not just about personality. It's not just about whether or not you know how to do your fucking makeup or not. You know, it's, it's, it's not about like, um, resembling vegetation. It's, it's really, it comes down to with a certain type of dude is what I'm saying. Okay. Keep that in mind with a certain type of person. I'm sorry. It comes down to, is this somebody who wants to, or is aspiring to be more, or is this someone who is very comfortable with where they are and they want to stay where they are? And if they do want to stay where they are, where they are right now, is that where you are? And is that where you're comfortable saying? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, probably not, right? You're probably not the type of person who wants to stay in one place. I mean, you see my life, my mystical nomadic life that I'm living. I'm never in one place for very long. Like I just told you, I was supposed to be home. The whole point was to fucking be in New York for a little while. And I just made plans to go to Paris. Like, okay, hi, New York. Okay, I'm bye. Like, <laughs> you know, if, if you're, if you're, chances are, okay, let's not assume, but chances are high that if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you are the type of person who is constantly aspiring to uh, be better, do more, right? See more, understand more, be, uh, make more of yourself, whatever the fuck that means, um, without changing the essential core nature of what is you because that is unchangeable. If you're in that process and somebody's unwilling to meet you in that space for whatever the fuck reason they got going on, can we just make the mental equivalent that there's something out there for them that's the version of the tree stump? Can you just can you just like make that cuz if somebody had told me 4 years ago that this motherfucker really liked the tree stump, I swear to god, when I tell you with no anguish, with no pain, with no love in my heart, the way I have released this fool like Yo, you could have done anything and I'd still be like, all right, you know, like, but this, like, you, if, if, like, the clean, and, and I love that Virgos do this. Virgos will act like they have the highest standards in the fucking world. Nobody's good enough for them and they always end up with somebody mediocre. And it's just like every single time, every friend that I've told about this is like, oh my God, I have a version of that. Look at this Virgo who turned down everyone he knew and look at the girl he ended up with. And I'm like, exactly, same. Like, same, 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 same. So whether it's a Virgo you're dealing with or not, whether it's a guy or a girl or whomever that you're dealing with, if that if they have a version of the tree stump out there that they're comfortable being, being mediocre with, let me tell you, 
you never stand a chance. And the badder you are, the cuter you are, the prettier you are, the more you understand about basic things like contour and shading, the worse off you are because you're losing. The better you do, the more you're losing because that person wants to see their mediocrity reflected back at them or else they feel insecure. Do you understand? So there's a myriad of reasons why they're not calling you, why they're not getting back to you. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe person is having enormous financial issues. Maybe they're going through some dark night of the soul. Maybe they're going through their Saturn return. Maybe they're going through this Uranus uh, opposition and their Kundalini rise and their midlife crisis. It could be a million things. The point is, if someone is not vibing with you, fuck them like in a kind way you know but like you could go the fuck ahead and being nervous on dates let me just give you a little read clinic on that too bitch stop it what the fuck do you mean this is a fucking job interview you have a list of things that you fucking need from someone you need to sit across from them like connection be damned at first you need to figure out what the fuck is up with this person like, I don't even date, but if you're going to date, like, you, you, you can't walk into the situation fucking nervous. Nervous about what? You don't even know this person. This person could be a fucking asshole. This person could, like, torture animals. You have no idea who the fuck this person is. Why are you nervous? Why are you giving this person so much fucking importance? All my life, my father's been saying this. All my life, it's been a constant refrain. Don't give these people so much fucking importance. Who the fuck are these people? I swear to God, it's, like, written into my fucking DNA at this point. Who the fuck is this person? Nervous. For what? For fucking what? Calm down. You don't have anything to be fucking nervous about. That person should be jumping up and down on one foot trying to fucking explain to you how they're the best prospect for the fucking job. What the fuck are you nervous about? You have to take control of situations. You have to be the one in... I'm serious. You have to be the one in control of the fucking situation. If somebody wants to spend time with you, what are we looking at here? What do you like? What do you like? What do you do? What do you like to do for fun? Like, what's your what's your like agenda here? What was your last relationship like? Listen to what he has to say about her because he's going to say the same thing about you. <laughs> you understand? You understand? If, if you meet a guy and every, all he wants to tell you is every relationship he had before, it was the fucking bitch's fault that it ended, then it's going to be your fucking fault too. Listen, open your fucking ears. What are you fucking nervous about? You're losing the fucking game before you even start. Listen, talk, say things, but also more than anything, listen. Let the motherfucker talk guy girl whomever let the motherfuckers talk they uh, people give themselves away as soon as they start talking how much you know about me from these podcasts things that i've told you but not also things that i haven't told you how do you know because when people talk they give themselves away when people talk their authentic their authenticity comes out that's why gemini's are more authentic usually than everybody else because we talk more than anybody else (laughs) that's why we're so fucking transparent you understand? You can't go into something nervous and fucking give a good job, uh, take a good job interview from a prospective, like, you know, employer, uh, employee. You can't do that. Nervous for what? Focus. Ask the right questions and then shut the fuck up and listen. Like, we're out of the whole, I'm sorry, but the way dating is going now and online dating and everything fucking else, like, we're out of the whole, like, oh, and then we looked in each other's eyes and that was it. Okay, we can look in each other's eyes and that can be it. But what was your last relationship like? And like, what's your Instagram? Because I want to see who you follow. And like, you know, after a minute, like of knowing you, I'm going to want to see your screenshots too. Like, what's really good? What's going on? Because what we're not going to do is me get attached to you in some way. And then I find out in two months that you're like some kind of weirdo molester or whatever the fuck is going on out here. I'm just saying I'm giving you the worst case scenarios because I'm a New Yorker and that's how we fucking think. And you know what? People be giving me shit. Remember I did that podcast a while ago where I was like girls in the club be like, hee hee ha ha ha. And I'm always the one looking around. There was some fucking club that got like all these people got killed or something happened there. And like then there was a bunch of other people that got out. And I was like, you see? 
Even when you're out at a club, it's like certain people are always looking around like, no, some shit could pop off anytime. The same with the dating world. You can call it paranoid if you want. I call it fucking survival skills. You can't just be sitting across from a fucking stranger and like just opening up to them. You don't know anything about that person. Like, I wouldn't even tell people where I live on a date. Motherfucker, you don't need to know anything about me right now. I don't fucking know you. You could be anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, where do you live? None of your business. Uptown. What else? (laughs) None of your fucking business, by the way. Like... You understand what I'm saying? Especially as a woman, but also as a gay man, also as like also as a straight man. It doesn't matter. Like you have to as someone who's transitioning, especially you have to be even more careful. These fucking freaks out here that just want to kill people for being different. These fucking freaks that like to call everybody else freaks, but they're the most violent, fucking awful, cruel people on the planet. Like you got to be careful out here. These fucking rapists, these fucking pseudo college boys i miss college and i play beer pong fucking rapists bro like there's all kind they come in all sizes shapes and colors you know that you know that oh my god i was talking to a girl from montreal super sweet girl who happens to be a dancer in montreal and she was telling me all these different things and i asked her about indian guys i asked her about Daisy guys and the stuff that she told me like she's such a sweet girl i could totally tell that she was being completely honest and i was like yeah that sounds fucking right that sounds fucking right. <laughs> fucking rapey as hell. Like, that sounds fucking right. Um, and I'm not saying that at, it's like a billion people, right? I'm not saying that it's everywhere. But, but look at the numbers. Look at the numbers in terms of rape in India. Gang rape, other rape. Like, watch that video that I put up. where It was in my story somewhere. But you can also find it on the internet where they ask men in India if it's uh, considered rape to sleep with your wife when she doesn't want to sleep with you. The answers will fucking floor you floor you i can't even get into it i can't even get into it like there is just too much <laughs> there is too much of this stuff and it and it just like it comes out in all these different ways right and you have to as a person who's on a date with somebody no you shouldn't assume right away that they're this or that or the other but you shouldn't be assuming great shit either sorry and i would have told you the same thing before the advent of the internet like you can't just assume positive shit about people the prettiest people usually have the most fucked up shit going on. The hottest guys usually have this other secret fucking life where they're like doing some ill shit that you would never imagine. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, you got to be really fucking careful. So the last thing you need to be is fucking giddy and hee hee ha ha on a fucking date. Relax. You need to fucking get yourself together. You need to look good. Okay, first of all, you can't do that with shaky hands. Do your fucking eyeliner, bitch. Like, you need to look good. You need to calm the fuck down. You need to smoke a joint and listen to some like fucking Tupac or some shit. Center yourself okay you know for me is dance hall but i'm just trying to give you something you can relate to center yourself and like let's get on with it you know like that's just initial dating once you like once he checks all the boxes that he needs to check or she needs to check or they need to check then then you can get into more like flirty hee hee ha ha territory fine but until you have that initial fucking you know assessment done like i'm sorry my friend (laughs) uptown that's as much of an answer as you're gonna get like i don't know you you understand what i'm saying so in the same way if somebody's ghosting you or somebody's avoiding you or it's a job or this or that or you're just like what the fuck is this thing not never gonna work out yeah maybe it's not gonna work out and maybe it's not gonna work out because that thing or that person or that relationship has a version of tree stump out there that they're desperately needing to get to and i'm sorry to tell you i'm sorry to be the one to tell you that you're not a fucking shrek tree stump she looks like a a um like if the princess in shrek the the green 
troll princess in Shrek and a tree stump had a child. Legit. That's actually such a good description. Oh my god. Anyway. There's some version. Like there's whatever you're chasing or you think that you can't live without or that I'm just being frank. Whatever you're chasing, that thing or that person has a version of the Shrek tree stump out there. And they are going to find that and that's where they're going to be and that's what they're going to do because everybody has to show the world all the time what they really are. And if that's what the fuck a person is, they are not going to rest and they're not going to stop until the whole world knows what they are. (laughs) Let people show themselves for what they are. Do not get in the fucking way. Do not hold on. Do not pull. Do not ask. Do not get fucking attached. Why do you think that I live the way I live? It's not a coincidence. These are just things that you shouldn't get attached to. Don't get attached to somebody until you fucking know that they have at least the very basics like fulfilled. If you could take one look at them and you already know that they have all your basics fulfilled, hallelujah, good for you. Tap that, like good for you. But like that's not really what's going on on these dates, right? A lot of you are actually like going out on dates with people that you have to like convince yourself to even date. That you have to convince yourself to be in a relationship with. That you have to convince yourself to stay in a fucking marriage with. Because you don't want to touch the fucking guy with a 10-foot pole. You haven't wanted to fuck him in years. My friend, if that's your situation, I don't know if this is the podcast for you. Because I don't know what advice to give you. Because my only advice is if you don't want to sleep with someone, get out. Period. Point blank. But again, Mars and Venus and Aries. If you don't want to sleep with someone, get the fuck out of the relationship. There is no fucking relationship anymore. Y'all are friends. Period. Point blank. Stop stop nonsense all of the rest of it is fucking nonsense oh well sex isn't important nonsense oh we're just getting to the age nonsense oh well it's just more about this or that nonsense all of it lies total fucking lies stop it stop it right so whatever your version is of i'm either in the mediocre pool or someone is getting away from me and they're in the mediocre pool either way like, if you're in the sludge, get the fuck out of the sludge and, and, and get to going on all the things that we described earlier as someone that you should be, like, living your life as. And if you're running around in the sludge with someone who's also in the sludge and you're wondering why is everything so horrible, leave them where they fucking are and get the fuck out. And if you're already out of the sludge and you're blessed enough by God to have blessings and opportunities and beauty and everything else, and there's some fucking idiot stuck in the sludge with his hand out and he just happens to have, you know, like really nice shoulders or really nice eyebrows or have really nice eyes or whatever it is, fine. uh, But do you understand that he's going to pull you back in there? What you can do is stand on the sidelines if you want and like, I know you can do it. I know you can get out. I know you can get out. I know you can do it on your own. And the way that you do that and you be that cheerleader is you go fucking silent. Leave people alone. If they want you bad enough, they'll get up out of that sludge and come looking for you, I promise. You understand what I'm saying? Let's leave it there because I'm just going to keep yelling at you and my mother's waiting for me. She wants to, like, eat lunch or something. I love Zeus. It's been so fun, no? Let's just smoke a little before I go. Jamaica was so fun. Tripping live was so fun. Who does that? Who trips live on Instagram? I'm a legend, honestly. Um that was super fun i had so much fun with you guys i feel like i'm just gonna start doing the aquarius videos before i do any of the other videos every month because it's just a really nice way to like just get it done i feel like i've been doing it wrong because i'm like oh i can't connect with the energy i can't connect with the energy but then when i did the reading first it was really easy to connect with the energy so maybe that's what it is 
Maybe they just get, like, tired of waiting and then they, like, disconnect or something, you know? Anyway, so I'm thinking about that. And um, I have a Wilhelm Reich segment, like I said, recorded. And that'll go up. I think I'll do them back to back. So I'll put this one up now and then I'll do the next one tonight. And that'll be all about following up on the water crystals, talking about Wilhelm Reich, talking about Oregon and Oregonite, charging water and the such and the questions that you may have had from the previous podcast. Okay. So this was just a little PSA, actually, for all of you out there who are feeling really, really, really stifled, really held back. What the fuck? Why isn't this thing working out? Why isn't this person calling me? Why is this person ghosting me? Why isn't this thing happening? Why isn't this person coming to me? Honestly, (laughs) because your vibe is not simpatico. You're not vibing with it. And that's just what it is. And you have to take on the assumption that you're not vibing with it because it's not good for you. Whatever it is, however it is, it's not good for you. All you can do is work on that vibe. Keep working on that vibe. And everything that is good for you on that vibe will find you. And everything that is not good for you on that vibe will leave you. And no, I don't have a problem telling you this over and over again because it is the lesson of this life to make connections that transcend time and to at the same time not hold on to anything and let it all go when it's time. (sighs) If there was ever a game that was harder, I don't think we could play it. This one's hard enough. (laughs) I have a broken rib to attest to that. (laughs) I love you guys so much. I'm sorry it's a little bit late. Things have been a bit crazy. Um, can't wait to show you guys around Paris. My friends in Paris are fabulous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, we'll have so much fun, darling. Um, yeah, so I'll put up the more sciency get back in our little water crystal mixy bag stuff later. For now, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you had some laughs, but I hope also that you got some real insight into what I'm saying. Like just about retaining and and, and holding on, uh, grasping and retaining your power, you know, by understanding that the ultimate um, conclusion of things is just that people, uh, people go where they're welcome, honey. Um, Even if it's like the alley behind the fucking corner bar, you know, like you do what you gotta do, but we're not doing that. And we don't want anyone who's on that vibe. And honestly, a lot of times that means that you have to bear a certain amount of alone time. Now, alone time has such a pejorative connotation that I'd like even hesitate using it. My time that I spend alone is the most fun I have because I get to do whatever the fuck I want. If you don't like being alone, why aren't you doing stuff you want to do with your alone time? You wouldn't care as much about people calling you or texting you or being nervous about dates or being upset that you don't have a partner or whatever it is. You wouldn't if you were actually legit having a good time. Why would you wait to have a good time until you have a partner? How are you going to even know what to do? You have no practice, babe. Like, babe like I just I just called you babe like babe you have no practice you have to like be fab on your own to be fab with somebody else you know what I mean like oh my god can you just see me now 
Like, can you honestly, can you see me now? Like, fucking, like, stunting on the Scorpio and being like, well, in Mykonos, you know? Oh, my God. You have to be fabulous on your own, honey. You know? And then, like, let people on your level find you. And then you can just be this, like, beautiful jewel. And people, like, fall at your feet. And you're like, mm, yes. I love this. <laughs> I knew you'd come. Hi. You know? And it's like, well, what do you want to do for fun? Well, usually I do this and this and this and this. What do you like to do? You know? Like, come on. Come on. Are we doing this or are we doing it? I'm here to do it, do it. What are you here to do? Honestly. <laughs> I'm so obnoxious right now. I know. I am. Because I'm wearing this, like, Sri Lankan silk robe. I'm sitting on a blue velvet couch with these mirrored cushions. I have all this bamboo all around me. I've been smoking the best fucking herb on the island for fucking shirzies without question. Um, what happens when a Scorpio hooks you up with his connect? Um, and just like fucking living life, you know? living life and like has anything really changed did I like magically get what I wanted and all of a sudden no like it's not about anything changing this is never about anybody else I like get really freaked out whenever I'm on the live and people are like oh you're in such a good mood today you're so happy today what happened what what are you talking about twilight zone ew stop I'm like this all the time (laughs) the only time I'm not like this is when I'm tired when I've been traveling too much or I'm sleepy or like something makes me angry Like, I'm never, like, happy or not happy because, like, of a person. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been buoyant like this. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you got to be – you know how, like, you'd be in a relationship if you're, like, super happy – if you were, like, with a guy or, like, a girl or whomever that you were, like, oh, my God, this person's perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a person of my dreams. If I could just be with this person. And, like, the way they are, the way they talk, everything, everything, oh, my God, is perfect. How happy would you be – if that was your reality right now and you could have exactly what you wanted with that person, if that's like your boyfriend, you're married, your girlfriend, your partner, whatever, like whatever version of that commitment level, whatever babies, whatever that you're like, oh my God, if I just had that, right? If you're like, if I was just married to Joe Budden and had two kids with him, I would be the happiest woman in the world, right? Something like that. Okay, fine. So why can't you, be, can, can you vibe with that? Can you in your head right now just vibe with that emotion of how happy you'd be if you could just be in that relationship and have that thing because that's apparently what you really want. Can you can you vibe with that? Can you just in your head for a second imagine what that would feel like and how you would feel taking like a family photo with that person and your kids or whatever the fuck is your version of like this paradise? Okay, that feeling that you're tapping into, that feeling. You can feel like that now. And you know what would happen if you started feeling like that now, genuinely, from your heart center, if you created and sustained that emotion? That thing would fucking come running to you because you're on that level. You're on that frequency and you're staying there. You're making it fucking happen. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? All right, let's leave it there because I'm hungry. (laughs) I love you. It's your girl, DJ Narc. I'll see you in New York on the 19th at the Satsang in Brooklyn. There are still tickets available. Oh, I guess I haven't really put the tickets up anywhere. I should do that. I'll put them on Instagram. Okay, love you. Bye.